views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. And thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. For those of you that were listening during the last hour, well, welcome back. Um, this is really good. You know, Sandra Sneed joining me here today again. Uh, it, it, this is part two. This is like a progressive conversation that we're having. So her book, very cool. What to do when you're dead. What to do when you're dead. This is a, for, a former atheist interviews the source of infinite being. Now, I love the way things line up for us, right? You know, how, how would the higher essence, power, vibration, whatever you call it in the universe, try to get our attention about things? Well, why not grab a former atheist and have a conversation? That's what I think. But, you know, Sandra is much more than this and, and much more than that. You know, uh, uh, science and in technology industry writer. So think about, think about yourself if you or she, and you're in the midst of science and technology and former atheists. But then you get a secret. So what do you do with that secret? You know, all the years she spent interviewing science, scientists and engineers and, and thinking about what they've been doing. And she and I have this in, in common. You know, I spent most of my career with scientists and technology leaders. You know, I, I actually used to eat bagels with the guy that came up with the Big Bang Theory, the Arno Penzias team. But how do we look at our lives then? How do we look at that? And then what do we think about what happens when we start to interview the highest mind, the creator of the universe, not the discovery that the universe actually exists, but how do our lives then take on a different essence? What happens to that? Sandra, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me here today. Well, thank you for having me. It's great being here, Pat. So I, I want to just, I, I guess, you know, this is part two. Let's just give people a sense of what our first conversation was like uh, and a little bit about your journey for many people that didn't hear that, uh, that chat you and I had before. Yeah. Well, what happened was in 2004, I had lost a job I loved and a man I loved, and I was going through the 
panic attacks and the loneliness and just filling up with more emotion than I could handle. But the, the thing that I would do to try to quell all that emotion is I would go down into the basement every day and just write. And I would just write without stopping to kind of let go of the lament that's holding me and creating such emotion in me. And one day I had filled up an entire notebook of this blather. And I put the notebook down. I opened up a brand-new spiral notebook, and I had my pencil on the top line, about to write. And before I noticed the pencil moving, it had stopped. And I looked down, and what was written was, unemployed, question mark? It is my assertion you are employed by me. And that moment sparked a year in solitude where I wound up filling up 10 spiral notebooks taking dictation from the being we call God. Mm. Mm. I have to ask you what that was like to experience that. I, I want to, you know, because I, I, I had something similar happen to me when I was seven years old, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Didn't really, I wasn't able to make sense of it at seven, but it changes our lives. So yeah. I wanted to just ask you about that that moment, if you can reflect on that, on not just what you thought, but also what you were feeling, Sandra, what you were feeling. Well, what I felt was this strange warping of perspective, because when you're writing and you're just lamenting, your insides are spilling out onto the page, and you're reflecting back to yourself what you think of yourself and what you think of the world and what you think of everything going on in your life. And it's just this kind of two-dimensional reflection. Like you look into a, a flat plane mirror and you're reflecting your back your face. But when you suddenly realize that what's on the page isn't reflecting you, mm-hmm. but it's, it's actually reflecting something else, something other than you, something Mm. that you're not sure where it is, where it is, where it's coming from, but knowing that it must be coming from you somewhere because it came from your pencil onto your, into your world. So it was like in the movie The Matrix when, when he takes the the blue pill or the red pill, I can't remember which one, red pill, and you know when he touches the mirror, and the mirror bounces back like liquid. It's no longer a two-dimensional plane. It's something that has being, and it starts to overcome him. That's kind of what happened with me in that perspective altered to become... I I really just haven't formulated the words to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that you use that example, right? Because, you know, there's something that happens. There's something that gets our attention. Don't you think that that is is the level that this energy, this entity had to take in order to get your attention? Because really, when you think about it, really, Sandra, there's nothing else that was going to really get your attention given where you were prior to that, right? Oh, right. I, I mean, my whole world had to be, you know, dumped upside down 
before, you know, I could wake up. Absolutely. One of the things that, uh, that, that you and I, uh, you know, talk about is, and the book is fabulous. I just need to tell our listeners for a minute about the book. Um, and let's talk about this for a minute. What to do when you're dead, a former atheist interview source of infinite being. This is Sandra Snee joining me here today. What I love about this is I went back through the book again, and it really is a question and answer, right? Uh, it really is. And, and, and I want us to talk about some of this during the show today. I don't think we really had a chance to do that. Um, but I'm so, you know, I'm so drawn now to some of the things in your book that I must have missed the first time around. <laughs> it happens. I've people. read it three times since it was published. <laughs> <laughs> so is that because I, I, I'm now ready to hear a little bit more, and maybe I wasn't ready before, right? You know what I'm trying to say? In a sense, it's, it's readiness, but in a sense that readiness happens as you deepen in your mind, and it takes a little it takes a few passes to get that deep. Wow. Well, you know, one of the things I was really struck by as I went back and looked at this, and maybe we can talk about a little bit, I don't know why, I don't know why I turned to this page, but it's really not really a mistake. And I turned to one of the pages in the book, and I was, you know, um, uh, where you're talking about destruction, and you talk about Noah uh, and the Great Flood. How interesting that we've got a movie out, right? right? Very controversial for a lot of people about Noah and the Great Flood. But, right. you know, part of this is also being able to step in to what shows up in a pop culture. And it, are, are we looking at mir- mirrors? Are we looking at source really trying to come through us in so many ways to present, uh, you know, information? What is your view on that? Oh, absolutely. God takes every opportunity possible to to awaken our spirit because the sole reason for us to be here is to serve some purpose. And when we go through life being caught up in fear of death and, and therefore getting on this treadmill that is, you know, a treadmill of lack and want, when we stay on that, we can never become the great being we were meant to be, and we can never live in purpose and live on our path without becoming that. You know, we, mm-hmm. it's very important that we do that. So, so God's going to put things in front of us constantly to wake us up and remind us. In, in my case, God said they, that they just ran out of things and were um, knew that I would pencil my way into their world eventually, but weren't really sure what would be the thing. So um, so there could be any number of things thrown at you before. I mean, some people wind up having to become lame, you know, and their, their, their extremities um, taken, <laughs> you know, before yeah. they wake up. Yeah. But uh, whatever it, yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I wish I could say that I was one of these people that, uh, you know, could feel the brush of a feather and know that that is God and say, okay, thank you, dude, and and then go on. 
And I'm getting way better at that because now I've, I've, I'm understanding the process more. And that's what I think that, that you and I are talking about today. You know, part of this is understanding how each of us, you know, is able to pay attention and hear and learn and become wise about this. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We, when we come back, Sandra and I are going to talk about, this is an incredible book, we're going to talk about, you know, this, this other idea about God's scribe, but also... Talk about what this means for each of us, and is this just for a handful of people, or is this for someone else? And do some of the things we hear about in scriptures in other places exist, like the Garden of Eden? Is it real? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to introduce you to my friends at BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor in the United States and Canada. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol sensitive patients. Practitioners often complement Beyond Balance formulas with high quality homeopathic such as Pecanospigeric remedies to enhance patient results. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada at 800-203-3775. That's 800-203-3775. And together, let's win the battle against Lyme disease. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Hello, this is Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. 
For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. I wanted the fame, but not to cover a news week. Oh, well, guess beggars can't be choosy. Wanted to receive attention from my music. Wanted to be left alone in public, excuse me. For wanting my cake and eat it too. And wanting it both ways. Fame made me a balloon. Because my ego inflated when I flew see, but it was confusing. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Boy, what a great, what, what a great opportunity we have for everyone out there. Sandra Snead is joining me here today. For those of you that have not heard about her book or heard about who she is or heard about God's Scribe, you know, we're going to talk about that. But one of the things I love is, you know, we've asked her to come back because, first of all, what to do when you're dead, and, and certainly there's a lot of this. But this is about a conversation with God. Um, and today, you know, Sandra, what you know we're going to be doing is opening up the phone lines for those of you out there that would like to call in with a question. So would you tell our listeners um, how this is going to unfold, and then I will give out the, the call-in number. Sure. So I like everyone to think of God as this great wave of being that is in every cell of the universe. And when you are able to tap into that great vibrational wave, um, you're able to express God in whatever way your body was designed to express God. So a painter would be expressing God through their, their way of painting a writer through their writing, um, a broadcaster through their through their broadcast message. Whatever you were born to express using the great being, that's what starts to come through as you tap into the cell, great cell of God. And it came through for me in scripted word. And then over the last couple of years, God's helped to train me to be able to do that verbally And this is how it was done tens of thousands of years ago before the technology of writing. People were able to pass down story after story after story from God through this wave of vibration through the vocal cords, through the vocalization of of language. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. This meant that language and consciousness were one through the through the evolving creature known as human human man being spirit human from is humus the humus of the earth man spirit combining with the humus is human so um, within that I'm able to if you have a, a question or even when I ask questions of God then God answers through me and it sounds very different voice than my own. It sounds much older, I believe, much mm-hmm. wiser and deeper than, than my own voice, the one that you're hearing right now. Well, we're going to do that right now. Let's open up the phone lines, and for those of you that would like to call in and uh, experience this reading on air, get your questions ready for Benny, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 
1-800-930-2819. Also, I would like to just say that if you go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com, on the right-hand side, you, you can ask your question as well. Um, and we'll make sure we get you in the queue uh, for this. You know, questions about what might be going on with you, whatever that is, whatever it is that you're seeking to, to find out about, this is really very, very cool. Uh, for you to connect with Sandra today, 1-800-930-2819. You and I were talking during the break, and what I was saying was um, I went went back to the book, and and I was just saying, you know, I I know I've read this book before, but I went back and I heard some, and actually I, I, I heard some different things in what I was reading. You know, you said you've been through the book several times. And, you know, you're seeing or hearing something. Uh, And I wanted to ask you about that. What is it about the way we receive messages from God that we are either uh, doing in a way that the messages come through or not? What I mean by that is you have to be ready for this. Um, You know, I had to be really, really sick to be able to connect again or maybe not so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that of what you've discovered along the way. Yeah, well, let's, you know, let's get God's answer to that and see if we can learn something even more than my own experience. Perfect. Okay, so God says, and that's how I set my mind into the right attention is when I say God says, um, and then that, then you know it's beginning. So God says, the reason that each iteration of your message becomes more and more of a deepening. It's not just that you hear something better another time. What happens is the meaning gets deeper. And as your meaning gets deeper, you become that which you experience in the words that you've read. So you actually have a change in your in internal mechanisms. Your internal Mm. mechanisms become more aware of a special place within you that these words are awakening. So when these words awaken that deeper part of you that says, I must act on this, then the words are dictating to you your actions. This is not something that happened within the first reading. The first reading is understanding what the words are saying. The second reading is taking those words and turning them into an action. The third reading is identification. When you identify with the actions you've taken as a result of the understanding of the first reading. Mm. Wow, that was good. I like that. <laughs> Thank you for asking that question. That was really good. Um, and, you know, part of this is uh, I want to ask a question about what it means to trust in what we hear. Because I think for part of this, you know, for many people is we hear some things. And then the question is about trust. And um, I wanted to ask you, sometimes we hear things, and I shared this with you during the break. And, and by the way, we for those of you out there trying to call in, as soon as we bring Tina, Kathleen, and Barb on, the, the phone lines will open again. But I asked you something during the break, and I said, as a seven-year-old, I was like a sponge. 
And I had some experiences, actually, that I, I didn't talk about until recently, uh, you know, and, and, and talk about them, you know, openly. But I can remember having those experiences and conversations with God uh, as if I were, just like I'm talking with you right now. Right. Yeah. There was nothing that told you that that was wrong. You, right. You know, you come into the world knowing and having this amazing relationship, and there's nothing to take that away from you until such things, such as things do get taken away from you because you're told what right and wrong is from the world's perspective. Mm. Well, I and have you, to tell you... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and, and right and wrong from God's perspective is far more complete. It's a very incomplete idea to think that our Maker did not give us some way to come to have a conversation back with it. With he, she, it, they. They is more accurate to refer to God in the plural. Even in the book of Genesis, God is referred to in the plural. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting that we would come up with that. That is like, you know, early on, you know, what I knew was that was a man-made idea. You know, that never made sense to me as a child. And there was something about it that just did not connect, right? Right. Wow. We're going to take a short break uh, when we come back. Uh, But before we uh, do take that break, could you please tell folks how they can get a copy of the book, how they can schedule sessions with you, uh, and how they can find out more about you and and all of the things that you write about? Thank you. Yes, my my pleasure. So you can... um, First place to go is always sandrasneed.com, and that's S-O-N-D-R-A-S-N-E-E-D.com. And on there, you can sign up for my Weisenheimer Wednesday, which is my uh, mailing. And then you can also get a free download, The Five Principles for Quieting Your Mind and Listening to Your Higher Self. And that comes with signing up for the Wednesday Weisenheimer, which I get out maybe once a month, and then um, you can schedule readings very easily at the bottom of my website on every page is a scheduler button that says schedule me, or just go to the soul readings tab, and you can hear samples of soul readings and learn a little bit more about what that is, and then you can schedule time with me there. I love it. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. Um, When we come back, we're going to go right to the phones. And if we need to skip our last break, we will certainly do that as well because we want to make sure that all of you get an opportunity uh, to connect with Sandra today on the show. Uh, For more information about us, certainly go to the drpatshow.com or Transformation Talk Radio, Uh, Facebook, the Dr. Pat Show, Uh, Twitter, the Dr. Pat Show, and uh, much more. When we come back, we're going to go right to the phones. Mr. Benny is going to help us out with that. Uh, Sandra, God, and all of you, we'll be right back. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? 
What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Chris Stanis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Discover Jesus and Mary Magdalene's true relationship as twin flames and archetypes of the balance of masculine and feminine. Discover the real mystery of the Holy Grail. Jesus and Magda will reveal truths of their divine union and their ongoing mission through David Christopher Lewis during a two-day interactive webinar at Meru University Online. Jesus and Magda are sponsoring this course and invite your questions and participation. Class begins on April 6th from 9.30 a.m. to noon Mountain Time and continues on Sunday, April 13th. Learn about Magda's true status as an apostle and Jesus' revelations on women's spiritual rights. Learn what is the divine relationship between men and women as we enter Aquarius. Register now at meruuniversity.org. New student and senior discounts apply. The course starts Sunday, April 6th online at meru uuniversity.org I only miss you when I'm breathing This ain't no ordinary feeling You are the only thing that I believe in I know you're coming back to me and I will be waiting here for you to the end I only miss you when I'm Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on. As I said before, Sandra Sneed joining me here today. We have opened up the phone lines, and that's absolutely what I love to do uh, because someone like Sandra that joins us, wow, it is such a blessing. Mr. Benny, who would you like to go to first? Sure, we'll take Kathleen calling in from Seattle. Kathleen, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. What's up? Hey, Benny. Um, hi. Yes, hi, Pat. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my question was originally about my 19-year-old son who has failure to launch. 
but I really think it's about me who has failure to launch. And um, I have been uh, attempting to save my home for foreclosure for seven years, and I'm at the final, I guess to better to call it a showdown, and I'm blocked. I have everything I need to win this, and yet I can't seem to get it out on paper. I'm blocked, and I'm wondering if I can, if, if Sandra can help me with this. Yes, absolutely. The book says that the reason that you're blocked is because you're not supposed to save it. There's no reason to save it. Everything you've been working so hard to do has come because it was easy to do, not because you were supposed to do it. And when you allow it to go and allow it to fall apart, you wind up in a place where you are no longer being held by the things that are holding you. And when you let go of those things, something new emerges. What do you think that new thing will be? I, I, I don't know because, well... I'm not sure because I'm so caught in if I, if I do let this house go, all the people that are dependent on me, including my 19-year-old son, um, what's going to happen to them, including my animals and all that I have created in this home? As a, what you have created for yourself in this home is something that's burying you. It's burying you alive. And if you don't let go of it, you will go down with it. So it's extremely important that you identify what's important, what is not important, and to start divvying up those things that are left over to those who can benefit from them and start freeing yourself from the thing that has been worrying you for so long now. When you get so caught up in the worry of this, there is nothing left of you to build anything with. Nothing left. Do you understand how important that is to understand? I think so, yes. Left. There's nothing to build. When there's nothing to build, there's nothing to grow. When there's nothing to grow, there's nothing to be. And when there's nothing to be, there's no one. No one. And your sole reason for being here on earth is to express an existence of your spirit. And when your spirit cannot express itself because of the boundaries that the world is placing on you, then there's no reason for you to stay. And what starts to happen is a breakdown in your health because your body starts to say there's no reason to be here. I am not expressing who I am. There's nothing left of me. So there's no reason for this body to remain, and the body starts cell by cell breaking down. So is there something else I'm supposed to be doing other than this? And so once yes. if I do let go of this, will it reveal itself? Will I know? Yes, yes, yes. finally, yes. But there is a big but here. You have to let it go with all holds removed. Mm. If you only let a portion of it go and still hold on to another portion of it, then you're only going to get sucked in at a slower pace. 
But if you release all of it, allow all of it to free itself, then what emerges immediately is the knowing of who you are. Because right now you're identifying with all these things. They're Mm -hmm. telling you what you are. But what you truly are is something that is buried by these things. That I, Yes, this resonates because I, I do feel like I am supposed to let it all go to so that something much, much larger can come through, although I don't really have a vision of that. But I have a sense of it being true. So I have to overcome this fear. Right. Right. Of not having anything, <laughs> not at, no, at, at 57, is, not having anything, letting it all go. So, Well, this is Sandra saying, um, uh, Kathleen, I, I went through that. Now, I, I was 39 at the time, so I was a little bit younger. But it doesn't matter what age it comes, because it's really all about preparing you for transition into spirit. Everything I'm doing now is all about enlivening my spirit so that my spirit can move into the next realm of where it's supposed to go. And that's what you're going to be doing as well. When you start to work for the greater being you are by letting go of all the things that keep you small, then you become the the enlivened spirit, not a body that knows what it's doing, but a spirit that is working on behalf of the great being that made you. I, I understand. Thank you so much for your, wow, for your thank guidance. You. So, well, thank you. Oh, that's, wow. Mm. I don't know how I'm not going to cry throughout this, um, but let's do this. Uh, let's go to the phones. Mr. Benny, who do we have next? Yeah, well, uh, swing on down to Federal Way. We have Tina now joining us. Tina, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Tina. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I wanted to find out, yes, I wanted to find out uh, my career path. I've made some career choices I don't regret, but I think they're limiting my talents and capabilities. And I'm trying to make a move um, into more creativity. Uh, And I just want to see if you can give me some direction of what I'm doing wrong or how I can find out what direction I need to go into. Sure. So... What's happening right now in your life is that you're evaluating it based on your career. You're evaluating your life based on your career. And when you Mm -hmm. do that, then your career has to define who you are and what you are, and everything that you're doing for a living must also be that which you are. And the truth is, it never was meant to be that way. The making a living part of being in the world, being in this physical body, requires that you only maintain a way of keeping a roof over your head, shoes on your feet, and food on the table. That's all that doing work for a living is supposed to do for you. Everything else after that is all about the life you're creating. So that's why people say, I have no life, when they're all caught up in their job and there's no time left for anything else. They say, I have no life, and that is true. So there's a very important reason that people have more and more wanted to put their life into their career so that their career could be the life that they want to sustain. What we want you to look at, however, 
is finding a way to maintain a sense of financial security for you that doesn't force you into making sure that the career identifies who you are so that you can do whatever it is that is the creative expression of you the rest of the time. And when you are burying your creativity in your job, then your job is also giving you a sense of lack because it's never enough. It's never enough money. It's never enough joy, never enough consciousness, never enough thoughtfulness, never enough serving. So what you will wind up doing now is start looking at your career as a way of fulfilling your financial obligations, and that's all. So that opens you up to doing anything you want to do for a living so that you can build your creative self by building your life within that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And where would you like to go creatively? Hmm. Well, I would like to um, do more music, and I'd like to do a lot of writing. There you go. Um, The fact that you don't know exactly is exactly why you don't want your career to be rooted in your creativity, because you need to know what it is that you really want to do creatively before you can see how to make a living at it, or you'll put way too much pressure on it. You want to explore that freely, see what's, what's really speaking to you as you express it. When it reflects back to you this amazing genius that you are, then you can start building a career out of it. But until then, okay. it's exploration time. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That's very good. Very good advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's very good advice. I will heed that. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. We are actually going to skip break right now. Before we go to our next caller, would you please, um, Sandra, would you give out your website again so folks can uh, find out exactly how to schedule a full session with you, how to get the book, and so forth? Yes. So it's sandrasneed.com, and that's S-O-N-D-R-A-S-N, like Nancy, E-E-D.com. And uh, you can find toward the bottom of the page, there'll be a tab that says knock, knock, and uh, and that's where you can get in touch with me about a soul reading or just go to the tab that says soul reading and find out more about them and hear some samples and then how to make an appointment. Beautiful. Wow, thank you so much. Mr. Benny, who do we have next? Yeah, we'll take Barb calling in from Issaquah now. All right, Hey, Barb, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, good Barb. morning. Thank you. Um, about the last five years or so, I've been very uh, becoming much more spiritual. I'm trying to educate myself. I read so much. I became a level two Reiki practitioner. Um, I try to do meditative writing, the auras, and nothing ever really comes of it. I, although me personally, I'm at a very better place and much more spiritual, and I'm trying to pass it on to my family. I'm just kind of like maybe the first caller. I feel like I'm kind of blocked, and I don't know if I'm afraid to go forward, if I'm supposed to go forward with it and make it uh, more sharing on a larger level, or just kind of what is my purpose? Is it just for me to become a better person, or am I supposed to share it more? I just 
next of all. Oh, that's an excellent, excellent question. I think yes. so many people yes. have that feeling who are, who've been working hard spiritually and not knowing really what to do with it from beyond that. Yes. Um, okay, so God says, the only reason that it's difficult to go beyond discovery and into uncovering who you are as a result of what you discover is because there are senses that say, this has got to make me a living. This has got to be something that everyone agrees with. This has got to be something that people can identify with, and I can work with people because of what I've learned. And this is a completely backward way of understanding your spiritual self. The spirit of you is that which is all mind. It is pure mind. It has nothing to do with this world except in the expression of that mind. So when you are in a place where everyone around you sees a change in you, Start to ask yourself, what change have they seen? What did they notice about me? And when they give you feedback, you'll start to understand what mind was changed. And when you understand the mind that was changed, you will deepen that mind into knowing itself in a way that it's never understood itself before because it will have an aspect of no body to it. There's no physical body that the mind is. The mind simply identifies with body when the world around it tells it what it is. But when the mind recognizes itself and stops listening to what the world says that it is, then it discovers a greater purpose deep within it. And we want to give you just a hint at what you're going to see. Are you ready for that? Yes. Okay. So in you is a purpose for being that has to do with your emotional body. Your emotional body is dwelling somewhere around the physical being because the physical being is feeling the emotional body and therefore expressing that emotional body. Your purpose in being born is to understand the difference between emotional body and physical body. The emotional body is always expressing itself in the body, but the feelings that the physical body feels are not always what the mind registers. So the mind can be registering fear, but the body is registering anger, okay? So your okay. job is to describe over and over again the difference. So how do I get, I guess, over the body. physical body part? And Sorry? Just, how do I get to that place? More meditation or just, I don't, is it something I can do? To get there, or is it just time? Yes, absolutely. The first thing that you're going to do is talk to those people who've seen the changes in you. And we want you to really articulate what those changes are that they've experienced. And that's going to give you some of your first clues. Mm. 
Okay. Because you are a very different person now. I, yes, I agree. Okay. So the people who've Thank known you, you okay. are okay. going to help you with that. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome, Barb. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Barb. Benny, I think we have time maybe for one more. Why don't we uh, go ahead and see uh, um, who's next? Sure. We'll take Elaine calling in from Federal Way. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi. Tell me your name again. Hello? Hello? Tell us your name again, please. Oh, my name's Elaine. Elaine. Okay. Elaine. Did you have a question, or did you just want me to uh, talk? Oh, my gosh. Do you have a question, Elaine? Oh, yes, I do have a question. My question is, is I've, I've been working towards um, something. I thought that um, we were supposed to move a, into a new home, and um, that was my purpose for right now, but it doesn't seem to be happening. And is, that, is there something else we should be doing or I should be doing? Yes, yes. So God says, what you're supposed to be doing that you're not doing is identifying how these opportunities are going to come up. Instead, you're just waiting. You're not out there actually identifying opportunities. Does that make sense? Are you are you there, Elaine? Elaine, did you hear? Um, no, it was cut out. Now it's clear. Okay, so one of the things we'll do, Elaine, let us do this. Let us put you on hold and so you can listen to the show and, and hear it crystal clear. Okay, would that work for you then? Yeah, she's already on hold, so go ahead and continue, ladies. Okay, yeah, all right. Go right ahead. Okay, so Elaine, what will improve your way of finding these opportunities is to start to look in areas where you think there's no chance and open up the no chance into all possible. No chance turns into all possible so that you take away these expectations because when you, when you have expectations about what's supposed to happen, then you take away all of the opportunities for what could happen things that you couldn't have imagined. So you place way too much emphasis on what you think it's supposed to look like. You miss out on what it really looks like. So anywhere there's a closed door, you think that closed door is what it's supposed to be when the door is open where you're not looking. So it's time to let go of what you think is supposed to happen Say, all that happens will be okay with me. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter who comes to me with the opportunities. I will see all things as opportunity. That's when you'll wake up to this thing having been there the whole time, and you completely Mm -hmm. overlooked it. Wow. How often is that (laughs) I think it's great. Oh my god! She's back. If if are you are you back there, Elaine? Elaine, are you there? Oh yes, I'm here now. 
Okay. Did yes, you, I am. Did you catch that? Yes, I heard all of that. <laughs> great, great. So, so it's under my nose, kind of like when you go in the refrigerator and you're looking for something and you can't find it. It's there, and I'm just not seeing it. In, in a sense, yes, but we want you to not even look there, you know, just let go of the expectations. Your, expect, your expectations okay. are, too, are too constrained. Too I understand, then. Yeah. 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 So isn't it like not looking at the question or not asking the question, what else is possible? Yes, that's a very good way of looking at it, saying what else is possible. If not right. this, if not this, then what? If not what? there, then where? If not now, then Okay. I love that. Elaine, wasn't that great? That was very good, and I think I know exactly what she's saying. I'm a planner. I got to let it go and have it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally get it. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. Really appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Wow. I can't believe how quickly uh, this hour has gone, Sandra. Thank you so much for connecting oh. with our listeners. Um, Thank you, you Pat. Know, Thank you for the to, opportunity. Uh, anytime. And please, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I wanted to just ask you, um, uh, you know, what's God's message that we want to leave our listeners with here today? And again, thank you so much. Oh, our pleasure. So God says that the message for today is opening up your heart for the things that cause you to close it. The things that will cause you to close your heart have to do with the least significant parts of you. When you feel insignificant, in other words, you will shut your heart down to those things that will make you more significant. So if you see yourself as small, everything around you will be small, and your heart will see it as small. But when you see yourself as the expression of the great being that made you, when you see yourself as overwhelmingly fortunate for having been in this experience that is life, no matter how hard it is, and just know that you are experiencing a great miracle of release, just being in this body for a brief moment of your spiritual eternity. When you experience the hugeness of what you truly are, then you'll allow everything else to be much bigger before you, and your heart will open, and as your heart opens, all blessings filter in in a grand and glorious way. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Oh, man, thank you so much for an amazing show, and thank you again for all that you do. What's next on the horizon for you? Just give us a quick sneak preview, if you could. Sure. Um, well, I'm going to be in Sedona, Arizona this weekend doing a workshop with this amazing man, Gary Springfield, who is has been teaching meditation for 30 years. I'm so grateful to have met him. He's uh, having me speak to his students um, in Sedona, and he had, he took me to Hawaii um, uh, a few weeks ago to speak to his students. He's so excited about the message that's coming through. And then um, 
I'll be in California at East West Books Shop um, April 25th and 26th in uh, Mountain View, California, and the New Living Expo in San Mateo that same weekend. So I hope beautiful. Um, anybody beautiful. out there Thank can you. see me. Thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Please, please connect with Sandra directly. Sandra, you have an open-door invitation to come back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Remember, TransformationTalkRadio.com, uh, up and coming on the next hour. Uh, we'll see you again real soon. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we are the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment, or ridicule infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst, so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you? When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult. Psychic World, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, with John G. Sutton, featuring his special guest, Countess Torella. One of Britain's most respected psychic mediums, John is an internationally published author, poet, and professional clairvoyant. His best-selling books include Psychic Pets, featured with John on the Walt Disney Channel, Animal Planet. Currently, John is the feature editor of the monthly Psychic World, which is the UK's Journal of Spiritualism. He has over 30 years of experience working in the field of paranormal studies. Countess Dorella has an incredible ability to visualize your future in a positive, passionate way. This show offers all listeners the chance to call in and speak directly to John or the amazing Countess Torella. You can ask your personal questions about love, career, money, relationships, or whatever is troubling you in this often difficult life. What dreams may come? Join John G. Sutton and Countess Torella to discover your answer. See www.psychicworld.net. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Negative self-talk plays a major role in how we create fear and anxiety. You're probably familiar with that worried, insecure, or critical voice that rises from somewhere deep inside, often at the most inopportune moments. You don't seem to choose the limiting, anxiety-triggering, or self-sabotaging thoughts, nor do you seem to be in control of them. Over the years, I've found that rather than ignoring or suppressing these negative thoughts, what works best is to redirect the mind with at least three counterbalancing arguments that shed light on the opposite, positive points of view. For example, if your negative thought was something bad will happen, counterbalances could be, right now I'm okay. There have been many times I was worried and everything turned out well. I have the strengths and abilities to handle anything that comes my way. Positive counterbalancing is training your mind to search for and find uplifting and empowering perspectives 
for any given situation.